There's a narrative around Auburn's linebackers going into 2022, and I'm not so sure that the numbers back that up. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It is a War Report Wednesday. Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us as he does every Wednesday. Mike G will talk about recruiting and missing out on Keldrick Falk towards the end of the show, but I want to talk about Auburn's linebackers. Right There's a, there's a, a conversation that's been having, I think, all offseason about how folks are expecting more depth at the position, much more of a rotation with the emergence of, of Cam Riley and potentially Wesley Steiner and, and Eugene Asante coming in, which I think me and you both are pretty pretty high on what Eugene Asante can bring to the table. And then obviously Owen Papo returning. I don't know if we're actually going to see that much of a rotation based off of what we saw last year. And so I want to hear your thoughts on this. So obviously, Zacoby McClain and Chandler Wooten, those are the two guys that Auburn is losing. They both played a ton of snaps. Zacoby McClain played a ridiculous amount of snaps. 779 snaps in just 12 games. He set out the bowl game. And then Ch- Chandler Wooten, um, 701 snaps. He's the only linebacker to play in all 13 games. First off, before we jump any further, Mike G., when you look at that 1,400, almost 1,500 total snaps between the two of them from last season, what is Auburn losing, and what can they not replace from what they are losing? Uh, well, you're losing a ton of experience, and experience is invaluable. So playing that many snaps gives you an edge. Um, it gives you an edge mentally on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Players who play that many snaps can play faster. They can play downhill. Uh, they can react quicker to things. And, you know, a player who has not had as many snaps may come in and they may be a little slower to react because it is harder to react instinctively um, to things that you haven't experienced in game, in game speed. Right. So um, they're going to be losing that from all those snaps. But in terms of the rotations that you talked about, um, I have to agree. Like, I, I don't think that we're going to see a heavy rotation at linebacker. I think that they'll make sure that they have their guys nailed down. Zacoby was like, old faithful, man. <laughs> right. You need a tackle. You throw him out there. He's going to go get a tackle. And they're going to make sure they have those guys on the field. So if we see any rotation at all, it will be in search of your anchors. But I think we pretty much know Ekuliota and Owen Papo are going to be out there. Um, I think Eku earned it last year. Yeah, um, different you know. position, though. I mean, Eku is going to be your your edge, your your pass rusher. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they had him in some stand-up situations last year. Um, Owen Papo is a no-brainer if he can stay healthy. Uh, right. Now. So so looking at, looking at what they're bringing back at linebacker from a snap standpoint. Owen Papo, 212 snaps across five games. Wesley Steiner, 120 snaps, but played in eight games last season. Cam Riley, 94 snaps in nine games. And then Desmond Tisdall, just five snaps across two games. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to expect larger roles from those guys, but also the new addition, Eugene Asante. He played 193 snaps in 2021. um, And he was on pace for a lot more than just dropped off 
and we talked about this after they added it, but he essentially just lost the starting job. Right. Um, he had 156 snaps in 2020 and just 58 snaps in 2019. So Eugene Asante has some experience. Um, that would put him at second if he had that same amount of snaps. That would put him ahead of Wesley Steiner behind Owen Papo. And so I think it's interesting because you look at what Owen did snaps by game last year because I, I, I think we all think Owen Papo is going to be linebacker one on this team and it's just what are they going to do next to him so when he was healthy which sadly wasn't a whole lot Akron he played 35 snaps and for reference Zacoby played 36 snaps in, in the Akron game Alabama State Owen had 39 snaps Zacoby had 45 Penn State 44 snaps for Owen 56 for Zacoby McLean so that's kind of the balance, right? And then he did return at Ole Miss, but the balance wasn't the same because Owen Papo's performance was not the same. And also, I think they felt more confident in Chandler Wooten at that point of the season. So against Ole Miss, Owen had 58 snaps. Zacoby had 83. And then against A&M, uh, Owen had 36 snaps. Zacoby had 66. So th- that balance went away once all that, um, once Owen kind of got hurt. But I think that's I think that's ideally what they're looking for, don't you, Mike G? A guy that you know maybe one guy plays, you know, ten percent more snaps, but all of the snaps going to two main guys at the linebacker spot. Yeah, I just don't know that you want a heavy rotation at linebacker. They're not going to treat it like they're going to treat D line. On D line, we know they're going to rotate out in and out a bunch of guys to try to keep those guys fresh. Um, your linebackers. Uh, you know, some, you know, if you've got smart linebackers, a lot of times those guys uh, take on kind of a captain role on defense. Yeah. The same way a safety will, you know, from time to time where they're directing things. And if you're constantly switching a guy in and out of the game, then you're not going to get that. So I don't think that it makes a lot of sense. Uh, again, I'm really going to be, I think all eyes are going to be on Owen Papo to stay healthy and be that guy this year that makes a ton of tackles. Uh, it's, the team has raved about his speed and quickness this offseason. He has apparently gone Super Saiyan. He's found that next level of speed. Um, and, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy and, and take good angles to the football, he should be that guy. And then you just, again, you just anchor guys around him uh, to, to, uh, to see. Uh, you, you mentioned Eugene Asante. Uh, you, these, these portal guys, I do think, will – come in important because outside of Owen, I don't know if anything is solidified. <laughs> I just think, you know, they're going to be trying things out. They've got a blessing to start the season with Mercer San Jose state. And uh, we'll see how effective everybody around Owen is for the first two games and in, in the second half of those games. Uh, so to try to solidify that rotation a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've got more evidence as to why I think it's going to be a one, two punch. And whoever wins that job next to Owen is going to get a ton, a ton of playing time versus who could potentially be the number three linebacker. I'll tell you that in just a moment. Uh, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, you can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to, to go to the auto parts store and spend way too much money, spend too much time? You got to talk to people. Some people like that more than others. But yeah, why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you could just pull out your smartphone, go to your laptop, whatever it may be, and go to rockauto.com. 
rockauto.com. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for uh, for your car, truck, or SUV. And right, Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That is at rockauto.com. So, Mike G, after looking at the snaps by game with Owen Papo when he was healthy and Jacoby McLean, let's look at what the snap balance was when Auburn had its core main two linebackers that it's losing with Zacoby and Chandler um, for those other games where Owen was not in it. So Georgia State, there's an asterisk next to this one because of the the targeting thing. Zacoby wasn't able to play in the first half. So um, Chandler played, or Zacoby played 33 snaps. Chandler played 72. And then LSU, I don't really remember this, but I guess we did a lot of one linebacker stuff against LSU. Zacoby uh, played 74 snaps. Chandler just played 21. And then against Georgia and on, it starts to even out. Georgia, uh, Zacoby had 65. Chandler Wooten had 60. Arkansas, 91 and 88, which is ridiculous. Mississippi State, 81 and 81, which is ridiculous. South Carolina, 56. South Carolina, 56 for both of them. And then for Alabama, they were both at 93. So, I mean, they both really evened out. After that, once they kind of got into the flow of things. And I think that's going to be what the goal is here. Because the drop-off, right? I mean, the fact that they felt like they had to play these two guys for 90-ish snaps a game over the last four or five weeks of the season is telling to me when the guys behind them, Wesley Steiner and Cam Riley, you know, barely broke 100. And to me, like this spring, we heard so many good things about Cam Riley. A ton of good things. A lot of that had to do with physical nature and what he's able to do. I think he's the favorite to win that number two job. But to to me, I don't think it matters how many dudes are in that room. It's nice to have depth if somebody goes down. But I don't think they want to use more than two guys for the majority of this. Yeah, I again, I don't see the advantage uh, to it. What you want to do is you want to keep your defense um, off the field right. <laughs> so that you do not have to play them. I'm a little shocked at that number for Arkansas last year because I felt like offensively that was a pretty good game. I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they played that many snaps. Yeah, me too. For Arkansas like that. Um, uh, while you were talking, I was like, 90-something snaps for Arkansas? Let's that's crazy. That yeah, that. and that game kind of went the way we wanted it to. So, yeah, that's yeah, kind of bizarre. So, uh, I would have thought, uh, logically, that their snaps may have been a little lower in that game because it felt like we moved the ball fairly effectively. Right. But we did We did have some quick strike drives. Uh, I know Bo, Bo hit a bomb to uh, Demetrius Robertson in that game. Mm. There were some deep, there were some quick drives that maybe attributed where we actually scored that attributed to our defense being back on the field there. And, and um, I think Arkansas had some drives too, where like some some clock eating drives as well, if I remember correctly. But regardless, whatever. Yeah. So I could, you know, if that went that way, that's <laughs> again, that's a little shocking to me. But it, in terms of snaps, again, um, yeah, I, I think what this is going to boil down to this year is going to be. You know, I know we're talking about linebackers, but, you know, the best way to, con- you know, keep your defense fresh and keep your linebackers fresh is to keep them off the field. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, Brian Harson and Auburn football, you know, have said this offseason that they're really focusing on getting this run game going, making Tank a focal point of the attack so that they can burn the clock, you know, own time of possession and keep the defense fresh. They were 
they played a lot better than the positions that we put them in last year. I think, I think that we, we asked our defense to do a little bit too much, uh, you know, not scoring offensive touchdowns in some games, you know, getting behind the teams like Georgia state offensively. Uh, you know, there was just, just, just a lot of things that we asked them to do last year that probably wasn't a little fair, even against Mississippi state where our offense was going just, yeah. You know, um, it, it was just, I think this year, if we can get the run game going, it's going to be an indirect causality, you know, linebacker play because those guys have to run and they have to fill gaps. And, you know, you know, hopefully what you see is you see a stout D line where, where running backs aren't making it to the next level. Right. (laughs) They're making it to the next level. uh, Or linemen aren't. And then your, your linebackers can run free. That was what was so big. Like when Deshaun Davis was there, he had really good guys in front of him. Right. You know, but in also in the past happy era of college football, yeah. linebackers need to be able to cover as well, too. And those guys are going to have to use their talent in a myriad of ways. So I just think, you know, we got to keep them off the field if we want to keep them fresh uh, here down the stretch. It's going to be really, really difficult if we're losing time of possession uh, uh, because we, as we stated earlier, I don't I don't think it's a good strategy to rotate in and out a bunch of guys at that position. And if if you're losing time of possession badly, then but what do you do except for have your guys play a bunch of snaps like those games that you described from last year? So definitely not ideal. The, the, the thing that I will say, though, is, is that if they have to play that many snaps, there is a strong focus on conditioning this offseason. Now, uh, you, if you followed any of this offseason, you've probably seen that they run decks every Friday. And they, got this and they run stadiums and some people I won't I won't throw any names out there. Some people throw up. Some people don't. It's a really tough challenge. Um, and this is appropriate because we're talking linebackers. Uh, his team, the teammates have told me that, that Owen Papo runs his decks with a 15 pound vest on. Nice. <laughs> All right. The coaches took notice and they decided to bring this out. For other players, they made it optional to see who would pick up the vest. And a lot of guys picked up the vest. Uh, linebackers picked up the vest. So I, I feel pretty good about the conditioning if they have to go that many snaps. Yeah. All the all the work that's done in the offseason is going to mean a lot to whether they can make it through the amount of snaps that you described. Um, because well, early, you, earlier, though, in the, I mean, you talked about the biggest concern for Owen Papo, and I agree, it is health. Help, and it's like yeah. you, you can train as much as you want, but it's like if if a body or a joint or a muscle doesn't want to cooperate, like it just it it doesn't matter. So well, that's why you train, right? You train to prevent injury. It's not all weightlifting. It's flexibility. It's it's you know. There's it's still only lot. so much you can do. There's still, yeah, I mean, it's still limited. Oh well, no, Zach. The, the the main point of train weight weight training is to prevent injury because a lot of these guys are supremely talented anyway. You train mm-hmm. to prevent injury. The stronger you are, the more flexible you are. Like they go, they do through. You see a lot of these guys on their own. They'll go through uh, these different kinds of drills that just help prevent injury. So you know, freak accidents happen in football, but. I feel good about the fact that they're training as hard as they are because if there's a chance they're going to avoid injury, whatever percentage they can bring it down, they're going to bring it down by training as hard as they sure. can and not and not uh, you know half-assing it in the weight room. So you, you got Owen as as the the main guy. Who do you think wins that job next to him? That's tough. 
Can you ask me that in a couple weeks? <laughs> like See, I, outside I, of I him, say, I, I just don't. I think it's up in the air outside. I of say him, Cam truly. Riley, and I just I don't hesitate. I don't hesitate at all with it. You think so, Cam Riley? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's so. not a, that's not a bad choice. Uh, I I uh, man, listen, and, and I'll even rank them. I think in likelihood I would go Cam Riley, Wesley Steiner, then Eugene Asante. No, I'm flipping those. Cam Riley, Eugene Asante, <laughs> Wesley Steiner. That would be the order that I would put it in as far as likelihood of winning that job. Uh, oh, man. Let's see here. <laughs> At linebacker. I'd love to know what you're looking at right now. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the I'm just making sure I could see their faces. Um I'm going to have to agree with you on Cam Riley. Yeah, I, th- I think Cam Riley not by a lot. Okay. Uh probably would be my choice. And we've heard some great things about him this offseason as well too. So, um Yeah, I think Cam Riley, Eugene Asante. Okay. All right, and then, and then Wesley Steiner kind of slips a bit. Is that what you're thinking? Oh, man. See, I don't know. I love Steiner, though. I love Steiner. I do, too. I mean, the guy's so athletic. The guy's so talented. Um, But it just takes more than that. And I, I just think last year with Owen going down, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he should have gotten a bigger role than he did. I think that's telling. I think that's telling. And obviously, in an offseason, you can develop and do what the coaches are asking of you and grow into that player that they want you to be, but he clearly wasn't ready last year, or they would have mm-hmm. played him more. Yeah, I've heard good things about Joko Willis this offseason as well, too. I think he's moved to edge, though. I don't think that's what I don't think he's Did playing he linebacker anymore. Oh, see, mm, I don't know. I think the first the first few games of this season will tell us a lot. Sure, um, they will tell us a lot. Uh, I outside of Owen, most of those positions I think will be under. Um, under scrutiny they'll be they'll be under the, the microscope and you know guys just have to prove that number one the, the coaching staff is going to be looking for guys they can trust especially at a place like linebacker right like you need a guy you can trust at linebacker yeah. you need a kid who's going to take good angles and make sure that running backs don't get to the third level right you know depending on the defense man once a running back gets to the third level you're in trouble yeah, so no, you, you're you're about to give up six. You got a really yeah. solid chance of it, right? Yeah, so you need linebackers who uh, even um, even Zacoby last year. We saw a couple times, man. He took bad angles to the to the runner. And nobody's immune from it. So even a guy who's as solid a tackler as he was took bad bad angles at times. And and yeah, I think that's what they'll be evaluating here over the first few games. This schedule really is a blessing, man. I, there's there's a lot. There's a ton of uh, talent on defense that. And they have a little bit of time to figure it out as the season starts uh, before we play Penn State. And, yeah, no, and, you know, after and that's that's kind of what we said. Uh, that's kind of what we said last year going to Penn State too. It's like how much can you learn about yourself before going into Penn State? All right, some recruiting news happened. Auburn missed out on a guy that at one point was seen as an Auburn lock. What happened? What does it mean moving forward? We talk about it in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. They've got a new Built Bar out. It is the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious for folks that like coconut in their candy bars. I am not a coconut fan, um, but it apparently tastes like an Almond Joy, and it's good for you. So 
If that is one of your favorite types of bars, you need to head over to Built.com right now to check out the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. Mike G, on Tuesday, we had uh, a live stream from Highland Home High School. Keldrick Falk um, announcing in the school's gym. And mm-hmm. he had four hats in front of him, the four places he took official visits to. The Auburn Tigers, Florida State Seminoles, the mm-hmm. Clemson Tigers, and the Florida Gators. And sadly, he put on the Florida State Seminoles hat. This is a bummer, total bummer. This is a guy I think that the Auburn staff and certainly people that cover the team, they all thought that he would be part of Auburn's 2023 class. That is not the case. Him and Brock Glenn, for the longest time, were seen as locks. Um, they officially missed out on Keldrick Falk. And at the time of us recording this, Brock Glenn has not committed anywhere yet, but it seems like it will not be Auburn the longer this goes on. But um, tough. This was a tough one. This was a tough one to, to watch and see. Yeah, so I think it's important for fans to remember that this uh, is going on all around college football right now. Uh, somewhere, someplace, there's a D1 coach who thinks the kid is a lot that's going to commit someplace else. Um, now, my understanding, you know, I think Keldrick thought he was a lock too, though. I mean, I, I don't think it was a, a a wrong perception. I just think other schools yeah. pushed in when it mattered most, and it's just it stinks. Yeah, I, listen. I don't know how much NIL played a role. I think that we'll find out over the next few months if there was maybe some sort of NIL pitch that maybe swayed th- these kids. Sure. Recruiting just isn't what it used to be. Uh, now, it, again, in the conversations that I had, my understanding was that Clemson and Florida State made a really strong last push just enough to put doubt in his mind, and then yeah. Florida State ended up winning out um, on Tuesday. So. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, th- this recruiting class was is always going to be about how Auburn does on the field this season. And guys just haven't seen that yet. So if a coach if is negative recruiting, um, Zach Eason may be getting on my nerves a little bit. Um, <laughs> if a coach is negative recruiting and, and not necessarily talking trash, but saying real things that happened <laughs> this fall, or it's fair. Uh, I think that there was a public level of dysfunction in the program earlier this year, and coaches are using that to sway some of these kids at the last minute to make them think Auburn is more roll of the dice than you thought. Come here where our coaching is not in question, like our coach is going to be here. Come to Clemson. Davo's been here forever, and he's got championships. Uh, And it's funny because I think think that makes sense if he goes to Clemson. Right, but Florida State, I was like... Florida State, I don't think it's that much... I don't think it's even... I don't think it's a more stable position at all. I think they're probably in the same tier there, which makes me think it's your first point of NIL. Yeah, we won't hear the stories until later. uh, And, you know, this is why we need journalists. We need some journalists to get on it and find out what happened with this kid. Did he he, uh, get a big NIL deal to sign? Uh, what I do think is encouraging, I want to talk about his, you know, his just from a different standpoint. What is encouraging is is that the the staff definitely recognizes um, the uh, importance of recruiting the state of Alabama. And this is supposed to be one of the best classes ever. 
the amount of talent coming out of the state this year is, is crazy. Yep. Um, so uh, the other pickup that we had, Jeremiah Cobb, you know, these Alabama kids have to start choosing Auburn and they put a push on this. And I, I think it's good, but uh, the numbers aren't going to wow at this point. Uh, I don't think that I, I don't think short of us having a better season that we had last season, they were never going to wow at this point. The other thing that people need to keep in mind is, is that recruiting is not over until like next June. That's well, the it, new reality. It, it, depend, of yeah, it just depends. Yeah, I mean, or December, but still, that's a that's a long way away. Yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. What it, what the results that we see now, I think, are going to be so drastically different from what a class actually ends up like. Like uh, Texas A and M's super class that they had, I can't wait to see how many of those kids that never played down at Texas A and M transfer out of that program before they played it down to another school. Once they realize, hey man. I came in with a super class, but there are too many guys in front of me. And if a guy's going to play three years, what does that leave for me? You know, and these kids don't have COVID years. So uh, you're back to a place where kids want to play now. And the reality is going to set in for a lot of these guys where they get someplace like Florida State. I, w- I just wouldn't be surprised to, to see a kid like Ked- uh, Keldrick get down to Tallahassee and hate it. And, there, and there's a and let's be it. clear. There's a lot to hate in Tallahassee. Like, Tallahassee let's be very clear. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and then say, you know what? I want to come back home. That'd be great. I, I, yeah. I want to come back home. I want to play someplace where my parents can easily come see me play. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think you'll see that. So this is, this is not, I don't think this is time to panic about recruiting. I really don't. It's don't. It's don't. To, what can they put on the field in the fall that gives kids something tangible and gives the coaches something to counter the negative recruiting with. Right. So you can say, hey, look, look at the jump we made from year one to year two. You got to, if you get eight games and you beat at least one team that everybody thinks that you're not going to beat, you have that ammunition to say, hey, we're building something here. Come to Auburn. This is a place where you can grow. And you have to prove that you know what to do with the kids that you have. Year one, you get a pass. Year two, you got to get it right. Mike G, how can people find you, hear you, support you, all that stuff, man? Uh, real simple. Just going over to YouTube, search The War Report. Uh, we got lots of things going on over The War Report. We uh, we had an interview with uh, Keontae Scott. Um, so we got some defensive guys coming in. Our Zach Calzada interview is up. Uh, we even got a kicker that's going to talk to you guys here pretty soon. So check out our Building Report series. Sweet. That is Mike G of The War Report. You can read all of my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And we'll be back tomorrow with a little Cruton Thursday with Sports Illustrated's John Garcia. All that and more coming up right here on Locked on Auburn.